I'm Abby Mickey, and you're listening to Real Talk. Hello, thank you for listening to Wheel Talk, the podcast. Today's episode is with Katie Hall. Uh, Katie and I actually raced against each other when we were both in college um, and then were chosen to race together on the Collegiate All-Stars team in 2013, uh, which is basically they take the top six riders in Collegiate and have them race at the Nature Valley Grand Prix um, as a team. Really, really cool program, which gets collegiate girls into racing in the national ranks. Uh, The collegiate peloton is pretty small, so it's a really good opportunity for these girls to go and race against some of the best in the country in a much larger field. Um, When Katie and I got there, we were actually sitting in the van on the way to the team house, and I was talking about how I wanted to be a professional and asking Katie if she wanted the same thing, and she was kind of like no, I think I'm okay just, you know, staying in school and doing what I'm doing. And after that race, she really decided that she wanted to be a professional. Uh, So it was a really cool, really cool program. Anyway, Katie and I went on to be teammates on United Healthcare Pro Cycling and remain really good friends. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast with her. And thank you so much for listening. Well, hello, Katie Hall. Hey. Um, how how's it going? <laughs> We're off to a great start. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you want to maybe introduce yourself? Uh, tell me what your favorite breakfast is. Oh yeah. Um, hi, my name's Katie Hall. Um, I'm bike racer. And I love to eat oatmeal and eggs for breakfast. Like together? Uh, yeah. When, not, I mean, not in the same bowl, but in the same breakfast. Interesting. Before, before bike races, I, th- I think that's a pretty good recipe for success. For sure. I mean, you get your carbs, your protein. Yeah. Um, have you ever tried putting the yeah. fried egg on top of oatmeal? Because that's good. Mm, I haven't tried that. I am a fan of fried eggs on a lot on top of a lot of things. A fried egg on top of a hamburger is really delicious. Yeah, yeah. and a fried egg on top of pizza is also delicious. So, yeah, I think I agree with both of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just got back from racing in um, Australia for the first time. How was that? Um, it was good. It was a really good start to the season and it was a really nice time to be outside of California because the day I left this like monsoon rain started and I was really yeah grateful to be in Australian summer 
and get some good training in and some good racing in and yeah, have fun with my teammates. So it was good. And try the food down there because. Yeah. Oh my God. The cafes in Australia and New Zealand are just out of control. Delicious. Yeah. And it's a good thing that cafes here are like not quite that delicious because (laughs) I would just like sit at a cafe all the time and never ride my bike. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would too. Cause you're the one who got me started on coffee. Oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, caf- cafes in Australia and New Zealand not only have really good coffee, but also have like really good food. And here in America, I think you often either get good food or good coffee and not always in the same place. Yeah, it's pretty rare yeah. to find a place that has like good food and good coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, funny story. I got a Chemex for Christmas. And- oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I love it. And I, uh, our roommates had moved in, Joey Roscoff, who rides for BMC, and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I, like, got a text from Twoms, and he was like, can Joey use your Chemex? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so then I, the next morning, I'm, like, standing there making coffee, and I was just making it in the AeroPress because they were using the Chem, they were going to use the Chemex because there's two uh-huh. of them and one of me, so it, like, totally made sense. Yeah. And I'm, like making my coffee and I'm watching him make his coffee and he's putting just like a can of like ground coffee like can in the Chemex ground coffee into a Chemex and I was like uh. no <laughs> I was like I'm no I'm helping <laughs> yeah yeah I was like you can, I ugh. think our Chemex is like mostly meant for two people but we for sure make it for three sometimes so you can get creative and just like stuff it a little bit and make coffee for three yeah Uh, it's doable it was mostly just the canned coffee yeah yeah but (laughs) i i i love coffee but i also feel like we shouldn't judge people for their coffee consumption like it's canned coffee but if it brings him joy then more power to him he's easily satisfied by coffee and he doesn't have to go on this long excursion <laughs> to find delicious coffee so agree, agree to disagree i, can't, I, I can't. don't want canned coffee in my chemex <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> it's true um well do you want to tell me about how you got started in cycling you you have a pretty cool story um you started cycling later and you really like mm-hmm. every single year you've you've shown pretty impressive improvement. Um, so did you do sports before cycling? Yeah, I've played a lot of sports in my life, but I've never gotten as seriously into any of them as I have gotten into cycling. Um, in high school, I dabbled in, you know, I played a little bit of soccer. I swam, I played water polo pretty seriously. I played a little bit of rugby in college when I got sick of playing water polo. I rode, um, boats, not bikes. And <laughs> did you sit like in yeah. the front of the boat when you rode? Cause you're not like, you're not huge. Like you're pretty, you're a pretty small person. No, I oh. was, I was a rower. I was not a coxswain. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I started riding bikes when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, undergrad yeah. I started right 
undergrad. I started riding bikes. So I was, I spent the summer in, um, Seattle. So seven of my friends from college and I rented a house in Seattle in the summer between junior and senior year. And we all just worked like summer jobs in Seattle. And I, yeah, it was super cool. It was a really, really fun house. Um, but we lived a quarter mile and off the Gilman, the Gilman bike trail in Seattle. And I worked a quarter mile off the bike trail in Sammamish. And so I had this 25 mile commute that was pretty much all on bike trail. And that's like where I started. I bought a bike for $200 and started commuting to this job in Redmond, Sammamish. And yeah, it was like really hard at first to just ride 25 miles on something that was really, really flat. (laughs) But it's funny to me now because that's like a nice recovery day. (laughs) But I would get home and my and my roommates would be so like I would be so tired that I would just like lie on the floor and they would throw food at me because I like couldn't do anything after a 25 mile ride. Um that's really yeah, funny. That was how I started. Yeah. And then when, yeah. went back to school, did you then like pursue the the bike team or what made you want to start racing? Yeah, I started I started racing when I started grad school at Cal. Um, I started grad school in a cohort. Uh, so in grad school, you like start with a group and those are your friends for your grad school career. But I started in a cohort of one in my program my oh, year. No. So I was the only student that started my program my year. Uh. And I jo- yeah, it was a bit, a bit lonely of a situation. So I joined the bike team mostly as a way to meet people because I already knew I loved riding bikes um, from commuting and I had been riding in Colorado for the year between college and grad school, mm-hmm. but thought the bike time, the bike team was a place to just meet people that like to do something that I like to do. And yeah, that's how I got started. And it turns out bike racing is really fun. <laughs> yeah. Super fun. <laughs> did yeah. you start out with, with road and you went straight to road or did you do any mountain biking? I started with a little bit of mountain biking. I knew, like, I had a road bike, and I knew I liked road riding, and but the road season wasn't until spring, and I had already, like, been like, I want to be part of the bike team, and they were like, here, here's a mountain bike. Race this mountain bike race, and my first ever mountain bike ride was a dual slalom race. Oh, my gosh. Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it was really terrifying and I was a pretty bad mountain biker, but, um, it was fun. Yeah. To just dabble in it before the road racing season started in the spring. Yeah. Um, and this was grad school. Yep. Grad school. And you went to grad school for molecular toxicology, which is why my cohort was only one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pretty obscure program at Berkeley um, I had studied chemistry in undergrad and I wanted to do something really applied and really have a, a direct, uh, effect on human health. And so that's why I applied to this program in Berkeley. So for like cyclists out there, it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting because you know, like all of the, the stupid doping stuff that happens, you know, exactly little- like the, the stuff. Uh, a little bit. I, I came from chemistry, but through molecular toxicology, uh, have some understanding of biochemistry, Mm -hmm. um, but not 
for sure I'm not an expert in it at all. Yeah. Um, but but I can understand, yeah, the physiology when of how these drugs affect people, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think that like a lot of people like they don't actually have any clue like when when doping is mentioned or anything. They have no yeah. idea what it's actually doing to the body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't want to, I don't want to go on that tangent. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Let's divert the conversation. So, yeah. um, you, you met your husband on the cycling team also. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we met as Cal Cyclists. Yeah, it was nice to make a lot of friends and meet the man that became my husband. And how did you so. feel? How did, how does he feel that like, I bet when you started out, he was like a little bit faster than you, but now you kick his ass. Uh, I would say I was, I was pretty comparable from the beginning when, <laughs> when we were, when we were grad students, he trained a lot and we both, I mean, grad, grad school is a really awesome time in some ways because your schedule is pretty much under your own control. Um, and we had a lot of fun and we would end up really racing each other. And it was like, Stephen could beat me on anything that was flat or any effort that was really short and I could beat him on any hill that was long enough. Mm-hmm. And so we would, we would get to these hills that were somewhere in the middle and we wouldn't, you wouldn't really know who would win on that sort of hill and we would race and it would kind of depend on how long the hill was or how steep it was. That's who would awesome. win. And it was, it was really fun. And um, were you doing your riding like up, um, like up where the tour of California went this past year? Um, yeah, we did ride a lot. Up there, there's a series of um, kind of race rides, training rides that are up in around Santa Rosa, and a lot of them go out of Occidental, and they're called the Grasshopper Adventure Series, and they're so fun, and they're some of my favorite rides of the whole year, and we're going to do one this weekend, actually, and Stephen and I nice. rode, a, rode there a lot when we were first dating, and, and a lot still. It's like about an hour away from our house, and just some of the most fantastic roads in the whole world so yeah 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 and you got married you guys there. yeah we did we got married at the top of coleman valley road um which was the big climb in the tour of california this year and so yeah, when you just, were racing over that climb and you made like the front group with all the yeah. you were like, guys guys i got married right there look i got married right there <laughs> Let's all stop, have a break, uh, look over. It's a beautiful view that we got married with. <laughs> nope, that's not how it happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It was a really, it was a really good hard climb, though. Uh, it was, it was cool to share some of these roads that I love with every, love so much with um, the entire women's peloton. But they, yeah. they were hard. It was some hard racing. Yeah, I mean, it didn't look easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you um you started racing and then how long was it before you signed for united healthcare um i started racing let's see 2011 so i raced like a collegiate season in 2011 and then 2012 i didn't really race very much i had a nagging injury and my qualifying exams for um, for grad school. And then I raced, uh, 2013 season pretty seriously, both the collegiate season and the regular season, um, adult, uh, I guess NCNCA. So Northern California and Nevada mm-hmm. cycling association, local races. 
And that's then also I saw met that season. Say, say that again. Is that that's the season we met? Yep. Mm-hmm. All stars. Yeah, collegiate all stars. That was yeah. awesome. Good. Time. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was sweet. Through collegiate racing, we got this opportunity to race an NRC race, and then I raced one NRC race, Cascade, which you also raced with us. I did. Uh, yeah, and then I signed after that. Nice. And that was like that's that was a pretty big thing. It was cool. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, the collegiate all stars is a really awesome program. Um, helps. Yeah, has given me so many opportunities. I think has has helped so many women become professionals, or even just given them a, a slice of the life of NRC racing. Yeah, um, exposure. Even if they don't want to become professional, it's still a really great opportunity to just try something new. And when I did it, actually, I was like, you didn't. Oh, yeah, I I was like, I should not go on this trip because I don't want to race professional and I should give this opportunity to somebody else. Um, but actually it turns out I love bike racing. (laughs) I remember like like, sitting in the van with you, like we got picked up from the airport together and uh we were sitting in the van and like, I wanted to be a professional so bad. And I was like sitting there and I was talking to you and I was like, so do you also like want to be a professional? Cause that's like all I want. And you're like, no, not really. (laughs) I'm a grad student and I want to like go on this grad student path and yeah uh, and then you you were incredible at that race uh I did get to wear the uh, best young rider jersey for a little bit and that was really exciting and but we lost but you were so sick like oh I did get sick most is like we'd get back from the races and you would be like curled up on the floor in the living room with this huge pot of hot water like (laughs) yeah Yeah, I had a sinus infection. I forgot that I had a sinus infection and a fever. Yeah, that was was, bad. But you raced through it and you raced well. Yeah, it was cool. I I love um, races where you're fighting, fighting until the end. And that race, I took the best young rider jersey on the first day. And then we lost it. And then I took it back. And then I lost it again in the end. But it was like a real fight all the way through that race. And yeah. yeah, lost it to Anna Grace Christensen in the end. Oh yeah, and it was a worry a worthy adversary. So. Yeah, for sure, she's really cool. Yeah, she's a super cool girl. So nice. it was it was a fun so, fight. So now you're going into your fourth year as a professional. Hmm. Are you amped? Yep. I am amped. I'm I'm really amped. We had a really good start to the season in Australia, and mm-hmm. so. I'm I'm pretty amped about bike racing and and how strong this whole team is right now. And yeah, about having Ruth back too. Oh it yeah. Was, it was really cool to see Ruth race after um being away from the road for a little while and she's like, "Oh, I don't know if I still can do this." And um she was just really phenomenal both in the Tour Down Under and Cadell Evan's great ocean road race so that was really yeah really cool to be a small part of yeah Ruth taking this KOM jersey and getting second and yeah so you like some other people there's like other people in the sport myself included who who move teams a lot but you've Uh stuck with the same team and yeah do you think that that's that's helped you grow as a as a bike racer like do you think that it's 
you found like you found your spot and you don't really want to mess with it. Like don't mess with a good thing. Um, yeah. Why do you think you've stuck with UHC so long? Um, why have I stuck? It's a good spot for me. I think I thought about trying to go to Europe full time. Like I, I've had some, I think to be the best you can be, it makes sense to be in Europe full time and on a European team. But I have a lot of things in my life that uh, I'm, I'm more than just a bike racer too. And for me, living in America and being on this team is just the right balance. Um, getting to race in Europe some, getting to race in Australia, getting to race in America some of the time, and getting to be home sometimes. Yeah. Like I, th- I think if you're on a European team and you go to Europe in the spring and you stay there all year, like that's just not for me. And so I love to be home and I love to train in California and I love to race in Europe, especially in the summer. And that's what we're going to do this year and going to skip the spring classics, which is all right. Lucky girl, you. (laughs) Ah, I know you are going. You're going pretty soon, yeah? Yeah, this is going to come out like probably while I'm in Belgium. Uh Uh-huh. Good luck. Thanks. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. At least we're like, we're living in uh, Udenard. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. So, like, at least there's, like, a coffee shop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you remember when we tried to go to that coffee shop and it was, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, like, a bar. There was people smoking. Like, a straight-up bar. Yeah. Oh, no, that was no good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also, I remember, like, one of the hardest things about training from the castle in Belgium was just the roads. It was like pretty busy roads. Yeah. And it was also like you hit a turn every like 90 seconds to like three minutes and you had to decide which direction to go, which like really made getting lost really easy. <laughs> so and many times just, I would just end up back at the castle and I was like, what? I, I thought I was like t- two hours away from the castle. And, <laughs> I was, like, and then I'd look on the map and I'd be like less than a K and I'd be like, yeah. dang it. Like I wanted to like ride as far away from the castle as I could. So then I'd have to ride back, but then I would just yeah. be like right there. <laughs> I feel, I feel like the opposite always happened to me. And it was like, I'm trying to go home and I like can't figure out how to go home. <laughs> and now I'm like two hours away and it's raining and I'm like really cold. <laughs> and yeah i had the opposite problem <laughs> <laughs> we should have ridden together yeah then maybe we would have gotten a proper distance away and... yeah yeah oh man it's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah. although i did like how close it was to hui yeah because that yeah. was a cool little spot like all the riding along the river right there was really good yeah it was really nice and i there. found some like pretty sweet pastry shops yeah there's one like right at the bottom of the Mirui and it's really good. And it was this like little old lady and she was oh, no. like so adorable and she gave me like this incredible uh coffee and it had like probably two cups of whipped cream on top of it. <laughs> and I was That's like, awesome. "All right, I'm fine with it." Oh yeah. And it was a good I don't know how I miss this place. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, the funniest part about like all living in the castle is that we'd all like train separately. Yeah, it's hard when we all, like, we've all got our own plans and, and different day, like, long For rides sure. on different days and yeah and like different ways of training. Grin was motor pacing a lot, and and there's, yeah it comes to a certain, like, I don't get me wrong, I loved you guys as teammates, and I still love yeah. you all as human beings, 
But like, yeah. there's like a fine line where you're like, I just really don't want to talk to anybody right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It was a long, it was a long trip too. Yeah, yeah. like it's when, hard. Yeah, I think the weather also made it harder to train together. Like we just, we were just in Australia this, uh, like in January here, mm-hmm. and all rode together despite having like really different workouts it's like really funny when you're like trying to ride together and somebody has 20 minute efforts somebody has five minute efforts and somebody has like 30 second efforts but like managed to do these rides together and we ended up riding this like same route a lot of times in a row because we all knew it and so if we separated because of our efforts everybody just took the turns on this like nice three or four hour loop and it like worked out worked out pretty well but i think in belgium that just doesn't work nearly as well because you have to turn every like three minutes or so yeah and (laughs) you like can't wait around if because it's too cold if somebody is like finishing an effort or something i remember one time i was trying to do efforts in belgium and i was like i'll just make a square and if i (laughs) keep going left i'm always gonna come back to the to like where i started and then i was like left 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 dead end (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yes also a problem and i was so like I was, dang it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i was i was always so lost there <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah oh man anyway so i mean i'm trying to think of another question <laughs> uh-huh. oh um, yeah you have like your improvement line if you were to draw mm-hmm. a line basically like over your years as a professional you would literally just go like every year it goes up um, yeah and it's really impressive so i'm wondering like how you how you keep keep improving like i mean not how you keep improving but like how do you how do you keep yourself like learning and and on your toes yeah yeah i think I think that's pretty true of everybody, though. I think everybody's getting better every year. Um, but I think that, like, I came, I came into cycling with a strength, and that was climbing. Like, that was what I was sort of able to do from the beginning. But I realized pretty early on that I was never going to be the best climber ever. And so I really put a lot of conscious effort into trying to develop all the rest of my skills and I really, I really wanted to be a versatile rider so that I get more opportunities. And yeah, just, just really worked hard, I think, especially, yeah, especially on skills. Like in the beginning, I really um, struggled in the Peloton and I still do. But I, I think coming into cycling late, you have to be conscious about picking up skills because I think the things you learn if you're a kid on a bike, just like bumping around and playing on your bike all the time, um, don't come as easily when you're an adult. And so you got to work hard. And I've really like, yeah, I've talked to Allison Powers a lot and, and worked on skills with her. And yeah, with my, t- my teammates have been really good with me. And just, yeah, being uh, open about what I struggle with and and working on it. What do you think is the most important thing that you've learned, like that's helped you grow the most? Um, grow as a bike racer. Yeah. Or as a person. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. I think both. I think realizing that you, that my, I myself am most often 
the obstacle in my success. And so sort of um, realizing what in my mind or in my skill set um, prevents me from succeeding in bike racing and putting conscious effort into removing removing those obstacles. Uh, good. That was a good answer. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot this off season and that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And you yeah. also, uh, a cool thing that you did was, um, going into your second year with United healthcare, weren't you watching videos of races? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that was one thing that Rachel really suggested to me. Our director, uh, was like, I don't always know what to do in a lot of situations in bike racing because I didn't grow up bike racing. And so just watching as much footage as I could get my hands on, and especially when you can get your hands on women's racing footage because women's racing is just different in some ways than men's racing. And yeah, watching as much as I could. Can you compare like bike racing to any of the other sports you did, like water polo or something? Um, or is it in its own category? <laughs> yeah, it's it's in its own category because... I'm like so much deeper into it than I was in any other sport that I played. Yeah. Like I play, yeah, team sports and kind of individual sports and they all have their own, yeah, tactics and ways of training. But I've, yeah, I've never, never tried so hard to be the best at any sport um, before, uh, as I have with cycling. I wonder what it is about cycling. There's so many people that like pick up a bike and it completely changes their life and like their entire perspective on life and it's like oh yeah both of us are two of those people yeah but I couldn't I couldn't tell you what it is yeah I think it's that is that's really true though I see that in so many people who in the at least like yeah in grad school it's like you should just be focusing on grad school but so many students who take way more hours out of their day to ride their bikes than they should <laughs> you like you should just be sitting at your desk from like eight until five every day but oh, like, oh well cool. <laughs> it's yeah but it's sunny right now like yeah I'll ride in the middle of the day and then I'll stay in lab until late or I'll come in early and uh, yeah. was it hard at all to like manage school and cycling or was it pretty easy because you just enjoyed it so much it was it was hard it was really hard and that's part of why I didn't finish my PhD program. Um, yeah, I think when I was a grad student and a bike racer, I was a kind of mediocre grad student and a kind of mediocre bike racer. <laughs> and that is like one of the things that's really changed. I think a lot from my first year of being professional to my second year of racing professionally was that I wasn't working in a lab 40 hours a week and I was able to really focus on cycling Um yeah. And yeah, that's, I think, the year that I, like, everyone's like, oh, you got so much better. But it's like, oh, well, yeah, I stopped working 40 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes, so. makes a little difference. <laughs> makes a small difference. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like, yeah. in order to be the best, you really have to, like, dedicate your life. Yeah, to- yeah. As is true with any endeavor, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, how are the cats? I forgot to ask about the cats before the interview started, but I'm going to ask now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're pretty good. I have a slightly embarrassing (laughs) story to tell you. You Yes. 
Um, I can edit, but I'll probably keep it. Yeah. Our so we had a like our a cleaning lady came yesterday and like scrubbed the house and everything is like wonderfully clean. <laughs> and then our cat had a dingleberry. Oh no! Just, <laughs> <laughs> the cat likes to eat string, and sometimes like <laughs> when he eats string. <laughs> Uh, he just like dropped little piles of poop all around the house. Oh my god! Like our, our beautifully clean house, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> then we figured out like what had happened, and just like, "Oh my god, that's so funny." Like, Which cat was like, this? The the one that's Ma- blind? Mangus the menace. No, like a cat that's like the worst cat in the whole world. <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, which is the one with one eye? Sadie Cat. Okay, Sadie Cat is one who doesn't have depth depth perception. No, she's not very good at depth perception. <laughs> one eyeball. Yeah, that happens, you know. Yeah, poor cat. Oh, that's hilarious. That is... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Cats are great. I just yeah. lost, like, ten followers on my podcast because of that statement. It- yeah, <laughs> you don't have to put that story in. <laughs> no, I'm totally keeping it. That's uh, what I like. It's like the you know the good, the good laughter. That's what. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I want to ask, uh, what's what's coming for you this season? Like, what are you most looking forward to? Um, I'm really looking forward to racing the Giro Rosa. I raced the Giro Rosa my first year on United Healthcare, and it was my second race in Europe. And I just like had no idea anything about bike racing yet. And now this will be my fourth year and my second chance to race the yeah this ten day stage race for women. And I'm really excited to give it a try again with like a little bit more knowledge about bike racing. And yeah, yeah, that's uh, awesome how to be successful and yeah. Yeah. How to be a team and yeah. Cool. Nice. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me. Yeah. Do you have any parting, parting stories? Parting stories. Um, (laughs) Not that I can think of. That's fine. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks Katie. Thanks for interviewing me. It was nice. Thank you so much for listening to Wheel Talk, the podcast. If you liked it, please leave a review on iTunes. If you didn't like it, please reach out to me and let me know how I can improve. You can find me on Twitter at the WT underscore podcast or on my own personal Twitter at Abby Mickey. I'm also on Facebook, Wheel Talk, the podcast. As always, it's been a pleasure recording these podcasts for you, and I'll play you out with Blue Sky by the Allman Brothers. Mm-hmm.